All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of Best of Five, where sometimes we have issues when I unplug my mixer and plug it back in. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to not peek my microphone, and then we're going to talk about a bunch of shit that happened over this last week, including EVO Japan. Don't drop your Pro Controllers. Uh, we're also going to talk about some characters that came out. We're going to talk about some characters that came in. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, Tekken. We could probably just start talking about the recap. Um, oh, fucking relax. Everybody chill. All right? <laughs> Everybody just fucking chill out. Everything's fine. Is it? Yes. Is it? Fine? Everything is fine. All right? Now, Steve, how about that recap? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I guess since everything is fine. We can go into the recap. Uh, we had a pretty big weekend uh, with a couple big events, uh, one in the U.S., one in Japan. But we're going to start with one that kind of slipped under my radar. I knew it was coming. I just couldn't figure out when until it already started. Liga Latina. This was the Latin America leg of Mortal Kombat's Pro Circuit the top players from all over Central and South America converged in Sao Paulo with the winner getting a spot in Final Combat 2020. And that winner was Conqueror, who lost to Euphoring earlier in the bracket, but got the run back in Grand Finals uh, to punch his ticket to Final Combat. So Conqueror will be carrying the flag of Brazil as well well as representing all of South America uh, at Final Combat. So congratulations to him. We'll see him again very soon. Yeah, way to go, Brazil. That's what I'm talking about. What's next? Uh, Let's go over to the Smash side of things for now. Uh, Genesis 7, one of the biggest Smash events of the year. Uh, Mega mega tournaments for both uh, Ultimate and Melee. On the Ultimate side of things, we have a new champion, Mars, with the 3-0 win over MK Leo. Uh, MK Leo, of course, was the defending champion in uh, Ultimate, had won uh, in Wii U in each of the previous two years as well. So he was a three-time defending champion, effectively. His run is now over, uh, which means MK Leo is obviously washed up. I don't remember the last time he got second place. How long has it been since that? I figure MK Leo was an automatic W if he was in the tournament. He is as close to an automatic W as you can find in uh, in modern big games right now. Uh, but there are players who are who are uh, able to knock him off. Mars, one of them. Uh, Sunday was his day. So he's not going to quite get that zero record, but maybe he can still have that kind of an impact. That'll be hard, though. Well, he, he's still very young, so. I also he, like, he, he, I like how, wait, there we go. I like how we're talking about this dude, like, he lost, but he got second. Yeah, he got second out of, I was it 1,400? I forget the exact number. Something. But, he, it, yeah, massive, massive win, uh, massive performance for both players. Uh, on the melee side of things, you see uh, a newer name uh, kind of at the top, Zane. Who? Uh, Zane. Uh, Who? If you remember back a couple years ago, 
uh, back at Shine, he was the one. He was the newest player to join the club of uh, beating a winning a tournament that had multiple gods in it. He did it again. Uh, beat Hungry Box twice. Beat Mango. Uh, good run for him. So congratulations, Zane. Who? Uh, Zane. My, stop, stop entertaining Why, why am him. I following? Let's why just give props to, to, to Muddleweight, who subscribed at Tier 1. Thank you, Wait, hold Muddleweight. On. Hold on. There. Thank you, Muddleweight. Thank Much you. thanks. Who? Muddleweight. Billy Zane. Oh, Billy Zane. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Muddleweight, uh, for the big Tier 1. Appreciate the shit out of that. Uh, what is next in the world of the FGCs? Well, we we had there were other tournaments that went down at Genesis. Uh, man pretty good weekend for him. He won both singles uh, in sixty four and doubles with his teammate. Let's go, Mewtwo um, King and Plup teaming up to win melee doubles. Light and Mars uh, getting ultimate title, so Mars double dip for him. Uh, Riz won, getting the win in Super Turbo. They actually ran Super Turbo out there. Um, and uh, Club Soda with the win in Win Jammers. So congratulations to all of those players. Hell yeah. So, never mind. Go on. Uh, let We can kick it over to Japan now for uh, what was probably the biggest event of the weekend, at least from our perspective. Who? Evo Japan 2020. Elon, I will throw <laughs> things at you. <clears throat> I, I'm getting over being sick. Like, here's the thing: I missed most of Evo Japan. I was back. sick. I like from Thursday night to Saturday afternoon. I was basically out of it. I slept for like 24 hours, mm. but I couldn't sleep for more than 15 minutes at a time. What do you have? Um, I it felt very flu like. Who? I was just weak. I was sore. Um, I ate for in that time period. I ate nothing but yogurt. It was not a fun experience. Sorry to hear, man. That sucks. <clears throat> so, do not mess with me, Elon. <laughs> I want to see, I don't really want to see, but there's a part of me that wants to see Steve just get fucking livid and go off on someone that's not me. Who? Elon would be great. You don't want to do that. You don't. I know, there's, there's a, there are multiple parts of me that don't want to see it. That is part very, of all of us. That is something that is extremely, extremely rare. Okay. Um, but for real? Does... For real? Who took Soul Calibur? <laughs> someone from the U... S.A. Who? Blue God. Nice. Blue God held off Yutoto in the grand final to get the win. Um, not only you know winning the Evo Japan title, but uh, this was the first event of the Soul Calibur Six World Tour. Yep. Um, and it was also an Edge Master event, which meant the winner automatically qualifies for the final. So Blue God punches his ticket. Uh, to the Soul Calibur Six World Tour Finals, uh, you see the rest of the top eight. Link uh, some very familiar names up there: Linkors, Shen Chan, uh, Skill. Uh, if you've been following Soul Calibur, you know all of those guys are absolute killers. So eat Nubaside, <laughs> Nubaside, very strong player. The French scene 
is very, very good when it comes to this game. Yep. So, uh, Blue God definitely earned it. He is, uh, you'll see him obviously throughout the year because he's able to travel and compete a lot, but you'll definitely see him at the tour finals. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. if I recall, the finals were, uh, it was a mirror, right? And as, uh, as well, mirror. I will have to take your word for it. This was on, uh, Saturday when I was sick. So I was pretty much sleeping. All's well that so. as well. God. My phone just vibrated for some reason. Does it's it someone telling you to not joke? make that joke. No, it's whenever you make a great joke, your phone vibrates. What's our next game? Um, but great. also, before we move on, I do want to say, uh, whoa, what's happening with my camera? Everything is breaking today. Let's just wipe that clean. Yo, uh, chill. Er, chill. Ch- uh, relax. Uh, part of me is happy to see uh, auto qualifiers again. Right? Am I the only... Stop it. Am I the only person that's, like, happy about that? I I don't mind either having or not having auto qualifiers as long as it's done in a way that makes sense. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get into the schedule discussion uh, because they re- revealed the full schedule. Excuse me. It, it makes sense in the way they're, they're doing it for uh, SC World Tour. Uh, so there are, like, these, like, remember the first... Uh, the early years of the CPT where Mm -hmm. if you won, it it could, if whoever won was already qualified, it could go down and down. And someone who got like tied for fifth at the exact, uh, at at the right event could win Mm -hmm. or could get in just by having a good weekend at the right time, not necessarily doing well. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Uh, no system is perfect. Uh, but there's there's a part of me that like enjoys the the storyline of like somebody like for example Blood God who won the first tournament and now is like automatically qualified. So what's he gonna do? Is he gonna still go out and compete, or is he gonna go save that shit for nationals? You know. Well, he has the points option. do contribute. Yes, points do contribute to season, uh seeding at the end of at the uh, World Tour Finals. So true, true. But yeah, anyway, just wanted to bring up that point because I feel like. They've gone the way of the dodo, uh, with very few exceptions. But with that said, Steve, what's the next game over at Evo Japan that we need to follow? Well, after Soul Calibur, we had a little bit of Sam Show in the hizzy. Uh, Samurai Showdown. It was one of the last automatic qualifiers for the SNK World Championship, so another ticket punch to a final. Uh, and in the all-Japan top eight, it was Gamera who uh, took it over Imojima, or Emojima, excuse me, uh, to win his spot in the Sam Show World Finals. Uh, you see score, he showed about players who've uh, done well elsewhere, also making top six. Very, very strong field, very strong performances there. Hell yeah. Good shit on Sam Show. Uh, and we'll talk about more Sam Show later. Yes. Um, so just taking a look at uh, the field so far, 14 of the 16 players heading to the SNK World Championships for Sam Show have been determined. Uh, Gamera, of course, uh, joining He Show, Infiltration, who made uh, got ninth place in this game. Uh, Didi Mokoff, Justin Wong, Score, who made top three as well. 
Uh, all of those players will be in the World Finals in Japan. Also want to point out uh, the other game on the tour, King of Fighters 14, that had a side tournament uh, at EVO Japan that also served as a qualifier for the SNK World Championship, and that was won by Pineapple. So Pineapple uh, punches his ticket as well. Uh, he joins players like Score, uh, M-Dash, Xiao Hai, El Rosa, a uh, very, very talented group of players, E.T. Uh, so you will see a very high level of competition there. And we've still got... Vader Go P? Uh, yes. Great. So That's yeah, my favorite name. I also we've like still how, got... I'm sorry to interrupt you, Steve, but I do like how Score qualified for both of these at UFA 2019. Oh, yeah. He went... He, he got the job done early. And he's actually won... Uh, at least one other event. He, mm. he might have run one multiple events, but uh, there were situations where he won, but he was already qualified for the, for uh, so the second place person got in. Yep, makes sense. Makes a sense. What is uh, uh, next? Next up was the other uh, game that finished up on Saturday, uh, BB Tag, and this one came down to. Kubo and Dora Bang in the grand final. Kubo got the job done, uh, holding off Dora Bang to win the Evo title. Uh, Noble uh, finishing fourth. Really, it was really interesting. He was the only player to make top 12 at both this and Arc Revo America. Hmm. A lot of the players, uh, you know, a lot of the players who finished well at. Uh, Arc Revo didn't do well, or in the case of uh, the champion Shinku, Shinku did not attend, unfortunately. Yep, uh, but other players just fell out. Uh, Tomorello uh, did really well. Tomorello? Uh, Tomorello, yeah. Top 16 here, uh, but did well at Arc Revo. So. <laughs> right on. I am very fascinated with, like, and there's a name in every single results today that captures my attention. Yeah, well, it it's just a phonic thing because it's Tomo slash Rello. So it's not Tom Morello like you want well, to be. Well, why so, you always got to shit on the things that make me happy? Because it was a shitty thing to make you happy. And if that's what makes you happy, then I genuinely worry for you. I, I, I'm surprised that you pointed that out, but you skipped pizza mayo. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's pizza mayo. That's not pizza. Come on, guys. Doesn't even phonetically. Oh, that's sense. right. That's right. I forgot. Blue pointed this out. Uh, Doorbang actually used Blitz Tank. Hell oh, yeah. nice. Dude, I'll be honest. I, I fucked around with Blitz Tank for a little while. That character is so much fun, but goddamn. Is it legit at all? I mean, obviously, it's got to be a little bit, right? It's, but it's so different. It's tough to play, man. You can't dash. A dash is an attack. Does he have, like, half of the mechanics not apply or work for him? Stuff kind like of. that? Yeah. His his normals are projectiles. <laughs> so, like, each normal is, like, a different gun shooting. Uh, and the crazy can thing you, is, like... Can you throw him? Yeah. Like, he's throwable and everything. Like, all that's mm. fine. I don't... I think crossing him up is hard, but you can still do it. Um, the other thing... Yeah, he can't dash. Like, that's the thing that kept driving me crazy is, like, every time I wanted to close in, it was an attack that's punishable. <laughs> so, like, big ups to uh, big ups to Dora playing 
him in the finals. To, That's cool. To get up. To it sounds like he's pretty much he's pretty close to the same thing. He's not like some super exception to every rule. I hate it when they do shit like that with characters. I'm not like unless it's in the arcade ladder. Yeah. No, he's he's good. I, I'm a fan of Blitz Tank in this game, and in general. Well, maybe not in general. I'm a fan of Blitz Tank in this game. Let's leave it at that. Uh, but I believe we should talk about this next game. Uh, because the big the big story of the weekend is that this game has officially tied with the world record of single character the the most a single character has appeared in a top eight. No, it has tied, and I believe it was with uh, what was it? It was Tanya and MK. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, there's a couple of times, like Alien in uh, or Xenomorph in MK uh, could have been that same kind of situation. Tanya was ridiculous. Yeah, either way, the the record is officially six, and there were six Leroy's in top eight. Uh, Sam Show has done that, right? With, uh, what's his name? Homer. Homer. Yeah. I think it might have been five. Yep. Uh, Not the record. It was it was either five or six. I I want to say five though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, kicking it off to the Sunday games, uh, Saturday night here, uh, stateside, Tekken Seven. Uh, obviously, you touched on the big talking point. Six of the top eight finalists used Leroy either primarily or exclusively. Um, all of them used Leroy exclusively in this finale. Uh, the two that did not, though, made it pretty far. Ulsan and uh, Mikio. Mikio had himself a run, uh, getting all the way to second place. Ulsan also making top four. Uh, so you had. So it wasn't. There weren't a whole bunch of Leroy mirrors. Uh, but in the end, it was Book. Who? God, I really hope people don't think book just rode this character to success and isn't good. They act like he and forget that he also made top eight a year and a half ago at Evo that he hasn't been one of the consistent competitors on the Tekken world tour book is legit book deserves this win. Congratulations to him. Do not let that get lost in all of this Leroy talk word. Also a big shout out to, uh, are I'm your father? That cracking top sixteen. Point, that period is so important. Yep. That period is vital. R dot I'm your father. <laughs> Congrats to him for that, making top sixteen. There's another name. Yep, exactly. Uh, something really quick on the whole book thing and using Leroy. Yes, people are can be uh, considered slimy for using a character that is stupid good and broken and such. But especially as a competitor who wants to do well at Evo Japan, if something is out there that apparently is of the magnitude that Leroy is in Tekken 7, and you're competing and you're playing the win, there's a certain line where you go, uh, it doesn't make sense for me to not play this character. And they're for sure going to nerf him. But until they do, I'm gonna take some gold medals, you well, know, or I'm gonna I'm gonna place really well. I'm gonna ride this wave because when it starts to become unfair and you're there to win the competition, you got to go with what's gonna work. Yep, and we're gonna talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, I don't want to get caught up in this uh, discussion just yet. We'll we'll have more on that, including the fact that today a patch dropped, and we'll talk more on that in just a bit. Uh, but for the time being, shall we move on to the game of the evening?
Um, what if, yeah, well, the biggest tournament at the event yep. um, had quite a few DQs by many estimates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Smash Ultimate was the game with <laughs> the most talked pissed. about prize pool. Everybody's going to be pissed in the chat because I said it was the game of the night. People were saying it's Street Fighter. I'm pissed, and I. But yeah, they already are. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, another all Japan affair uh, for this one. Chutone took it over Kome in the grand final uh, to win the coveted Smash controller uh, that everyone was talking about. Yep, and we have it here. Actually, uh, here is live footage of him receiving the Smash controller. Uh, shortly after celebrating with his trophy. Handed by the Lord Sakura himself. Yeah, this was a big surprise. Sakurai actually showed up so, yep. uh, to hand out the medals in the uh, Nintendo gift bags. Yep. Which had what in them? Like a little wheeze or something like that? We, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but what we do know... Oh! Oh, shit. Only one of them is made in the entire world, and now it's broken. That's... <laughs> To, you know, the the comedians um, that get the Mark Twain award, uh, when Will Ferrell got his, I'm sure it was on purpose, and it might not even have been his actual award, but he goes up there and, and knocks it, it off the podium and it shatters on the stage. And he just sits there, and it's like part of his act, but it was hilarious. And for that to happen here, it was like perfect, because all the, it was distracting. That prize was distracting away from the tournament a little bit. People got to watch the competition for sure. But the main thing we were all talking about in like the week or two leading up was that damn controller. And for it to gain this certain sacred status as the only prize at all for the Smash Ultimate Tourney and then be dropped on the ground is just good, friendly, family, fun entertainment. Like You couldn't ask for more than that. Now, th- this is the moment in time where if we're in a multiverse, this is where things would split. Right, where the controller would be dropped, the controller wouldn't be dropped, the controller would explode. But we live in a timeline where this controller fell. <laughs> right in front of Sakurai too. <laughs> Let's bring <laughs> could you imagine it's like this is like I'm assuming this is like the first appearance Sakurai has ever made uh for a Smash tournament. He yeah, I mean at one point he, he said he had never seen characters move like that. Yep. In the game. Yep. So him making an appearance for I I I don't mean, say this facetiously. I think if you gave some players the choice of either a cash prize or a chance to meet Sakurai, a lot of players would go for Sakurai. Yep. But uh, I, I, they, they just that. have a very high level of respect for for the game and for what he has done. So. Mm-hmm. People love Sakurai. Sakurai puts himself in the hospital for his games. He's, he's ridiculous. Yep. But he said that he hasn't seen people move that way before, like in the game. Yeah. Yep. You know what's funny about that is that when you're a kid, and, and actually even now, when I tell people I play you know competitive games and such, and then Smash Bros. comes up, they'll be like, oh, you know, I was pretty good at Smash Bros. I could probably do pretty well at one of those things. You know, nudge, nudge. Because everybody was the best kid on their block. Right, and everyone beat each other up in melee or whatever it was, and thought that they were good. And then you enter the actual competitive Smash realm, and you go, "What the f?" 
fuck is this? I didn't even know you could move that way is something people say. And I imagine that that exact scenario is playing out, but with Masahiro Sakurai. And it's been this long, however old Smash is now, like 20 years, and he still hasn't realized how amazing people have gotten at his own game. And he thinks he's the best because he's the best in the Nintendo offices or whatever. But he's coming to this crazy realization. Is this an omen that Sakurai will never go to a competitive event ever again. If he <laughs> handed, he took the time to go. He was on stage. He handed this precious controller, one of a kind, never be made again, maybe, uh, to the winner of this grueling tournament. And then the tournament hand right next to him just goes. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, he's going to spend more time making those 60-minute... Uh, diatribe videos on how great random arcade games are. Mm-hmm. Like, you screwed up not playing The Simpsons Arcade growing up. <laughs> as Bart as announced, Bart is announced as the first character in season two. Ooh. God, that would be spicy. That would be but, crazy. Could you, you know imagine what? if the controller was the character and then they dropped him and they had to delete the character? Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. They already have Rob. Mm-hmm. That is true. But Rob is not a controller that has a smash on it. Did you, did your phone just buzz for that awesome joke you just told? Sure did. It even turned <laughs> off because I have the chat on my phone. <laughs> Either right. way. Uh, anyway, that was fun. some fun smash times. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, the winner and his now broken controller. May they rest in peace. The controller, I mean. All right. Let's talk about the game of the night. Um, well, what are you talking about? It's the second game of the night. The the main event. The the big cheese. Why did I call it the big cheese? I don't know. I don't uh, know. We're talking about Smash again? We're talking about Street Fighter V, my friend. Oh, okay. uh, the one that, uh This was the main event, the game that closed out Evo Japan. Um, and we it ended with a site I don't think many people expected. Sakura and as the winning character in grand finals of a major, major tournament. Now, man, what a run for him, taking it, holding off Mago and Sako and all those great challengers there uh, to win the 1 million yen prize. Um, I believe, is this not the first, uh, I know it's not CPT, but first sort of major win for Sakura in years. I don't know that she's even cracked a top eight outside of the LCQ in 2018. Well, but... like I, I know, like Nauman made uh, top eight at Tiger Uppercut. Okay, so so he's been around. Good. Yeah. Other than that, I can't think of anything else off off the top of my head uh, where Sakura's made a run even close to this deep. Yeah, the point is she has not been viewed for the last two years that she's been available as anything near a a competition-valid character. And all of a sudden, she's winning Evo Japan, which has more than 1,200 people in it. A lot of them, you know, some of the best Japanese players in the world, and then travelers from all over the place come too. So it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Um, But you had, you know, international top eight, mostly Japan, but... Two non-Japanese players, uh, Knuckledew making fourth, Infiltration making fifth. Who? Uh, somebody. Voldemort, whatever. Um, 
And then you've got uh, Mr. Crimson just outside of top eight. It's good to see him making another. Dang, and look uh, at Gunfight. Gunfight did really well as well. So, you know, it's like there's this pool of 50, 60 players who could make a run at any time. Like, it's not just, you know, Tokido and company. It's it's a pretty wide pool of players. Uh, when you're talking about the, the variety of characters, variety of players, I think Street Fighter is in a very, very good spot heading into 2020. Yep, I, so I would have... Okay, so this top eight, were any of these people in top eight for Capcom Cup at all? I... I thought Macho. Machibo. Was Machibo in top eight for Capcom? Machibo has been in like every top eight for the last like almost year. And he's just like the one Nikali that makes it work. Yeah. Oh, Mago. Mago was in top eight for Capcom. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Mago. And Mago has been red hot in the last couple months, too. Yep. Um, Man, I. I how, how do I say this? Uh, I've been enjoying the shit out of Street Fighter recently. More so than I thought I would to be completely honest. Um, Why is that? Like, what about it are you enjoying? I really like Gil, dude. Uh, I've been playing a shit ton of Gil. And now that they... And I know you're not supposed to play with the network patch or whatever, but now that they have the network patch and everything feels good, it's like... There's no reason for me to not play that game. Like, it's fun as hell, and I've been having a blast. I feel like I'm learning again, which is part of the reason why I kind of stopped playing is because I felt like I wasn't learning. Um, to the point where, like, I'm debating on going back to my locals and shit. So, good shit to Street Fighter. Go. Go. Do it. I think so Even if you don't play, just go. Yeah. Well, the problem is getting out of my house. All right? I'm lazy. And plus, like, especially now with the netcode being good, it's like, why go outside when I can play it here? (laughs) Mm. Uh, Conquer your inner bitch. Yeah, that is true. I'm also super introverted, so I just don't want to leave my house. But anyway, uh, that aside... I'm I'm a big fan of Street Fighter, um, and man, yeah, fucking Guild Duty is so much fun. The fact that he has a parry too is like my favorite fucking thing on earth. Anyway, yeah, hey. Steve should finish what he's. Uh, yes, I'm his, sorry. His recap, because well, we can get into this more. I'm sure we will. We yeah, we've got one more screen. Um, it's what to watch. I always forget this one. <laughs> it it there are a couple of of events this in the next seven days. Uh, this weekend, you've got Hyperdrive 2020, uh, which, among other things, will serve as a qualifier for both uh, more, or Mortal Kombat, King of Fighters, and Sam Shell uh, for the SNK World Championship. And then on Tuesday, this was just announced uh, earlier this Man, week. fuck those guys. After our show goes off the air. God damn it. The Evo 2020 lineup. Um, we're still we're we're going to be talking with Ultra Chen to see if there's any sort of change for the schedule that uh, that week. Uh, I remember last year we went on at a normal time, and then uh, Ultra Chen waited till after the show, and they went on after. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll we will definitely keep you up to date. Yeah, I swear they're doing this shit on purpose, but. I guess now would be yes. a good time. I was going to tee you up for it, so I'm glad you teed yourself up for it. All right, let me get the link going here. So, um, 
there's something we've done every year uh, right around this time when it's time to figure out which games are mm-hmm. going to make the Evo lineup. And that's run an Evo lineup contest. And we're doing it again this year. So here's what I want you to do. Uh, you can go to tinyurl.com slash best of V 2020. Or uh, you can follow the link that I'm about to tweet out on uh, on Twitter. Both of those will take you to the ballot. Uh, you select how many games you think will make it in. Uh, you list off the games that you think will make it in. Uh, if you are exactly right, uh, you will be put into a drawing. One lucky person will win uh, a game from the lineup of their choosing. Hey, what's so the any game? What's the website? It's tinyurl.com. Tinyurl.com forward slash, slash best, best of, of V. v. 2020. Okay. Um, there it is. Uh, oh, whoops. I just, there we go. Okay, sorry. Uh, we now have the capability to do this, so this is what it looks like. Did I? Wait. <laughs> it's no longer accepting responses. Steve, what, what? have you done? <laughs> what? No, I turned on responses. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Responses. Oh, all right. Refresh. Refresh. There we are. Okay. Uh, so, hey! all right, we fixed it. We're fixing it. All right. Coach so, David wins. <laughs> this is what uh, this is what the page looks like. So you can go in here and read all these rules that I'm not going to read live on stream. Uh, and then when you get here, you can choose uh, what your Twitter handle is. Oh, fuck, I forgot to enable the keyboard. And this is so we can contact you if you. Uh, if you will on, you're not eligible to enter. How many games will be in the Evo? Uh, six. Which game? Elon. So, step five. Elon. Sancho. No, you are not eligible. Second seven. Uh, but this is blaze blue. I'm giving these people an example. Cross, cross, tag. Battle version 2.0 or higher. Uh, so, one, two, three, four. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, uh, oh, Grand Ultimate? Blue. Grand Blue? Fantasy. Versus Skullgirls version 1.0 or higher. All right, and uh, and then you click submit. Cool. And there you have it. You're That's how you enter submitted. the contest. And then you be sure to follow us on Twitch.tv forward slash Best of V Show. And hey, there we are. Oh, is it? I have. Uh oh. I've created a wormhole. Uh, Elon, we gotta have words. <laughs> hey, the, everybody, relax. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's how you enter the. That's how you enter the contest. So be sure to enter that contest. It's that easy. Anyway, anything else? Oh, uh, do we? Is, are there any more? Is there any more info we need on that website? Um, all the complete rules will be 
on, on that page. The due date is the end of our show next week. Okay. So you've got a week to think about it, but you got to get those submissions in by the time we're off the air next week. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This is the Evo 2020 game list prediction. Yes. Isn't that getting announced after this show? After next week's show. Oh, it's next week. It's not tonight? Right. Oh, I thought it was tonight. Well, fuck No, me. no, no, no. Well, fuck me then. Anyway, uh, but yeah, go go enter this. And uh, you'd be entered into a drawing for one grand pr- prize. One grand pricks. Grand Prix if you're French. Um, but yeah, so that concludes uh, the recap and the Evo contest. Uh, so thank you, Steve, for all of the amazing things that you do for us. Let's dive into some of this shit, shall we? Uh, first, we got, uh, some crazy Soul Calibur announcements over the weekend, right? Uh, we had Soul Calibur announcement, uh, announcement for their world tour dates, and we had a character announcement. Uh, first, let's go into the world tour dates, because we all like to wait for stuff, or so devs think. Um, go ahead, Steve, I'm sorry. So, yeah, uh, we knew that... Evo Japan would be the first event of the tour, but we now know uh, the what the rest of the tour looks like. It will continue at final round in March, uh, and then you've got two the other two Edge Master events, which are sort of like premieres, uh, the mix-up in Lyon, and then Combo Breaker in the Chicago area. Uh, both of those events, the winners will qualify automatically for the finals. Uh, the tour continues at BAM, uh, CEO, DS Fighting, and Rev Major, uh, with the finale being at uh, Last Chance Qualifier. Yep. Um, and with this announcement actually came a little bit of controversy. Well, I don't know if it's controversy. It is a little bit of controversy, I'm going to say. Um, if you notice, uh, there is no Big E tournament on this list, despite uh, Big E uh, and the tournaments that are run in Philly being... Like some of the like one of the few tournament organizations that have supported Soul Calibur when nobody else would. Absolutely. Um, you know. I, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, it feels like uh, a lot of the 3D games out that aren't Tekken, uh, especially Soul Calibur, and uh, I know they do a lot with uh, Virtual Fighter, or they have in the past. Um, they also do a heck of a lot with uh, DOA. Yep. Um, so it does feel weird to not see, uh, not see that be part of the tour when they have, when they have been such big events in at least the U.S. community. Yep. Um, now I know that there's logistical concerns um, making it fit with the rest of the calendar. Uh, do you do you take one of the other events off if a big event comes on? I don't know. It just sucks to see it not not happen. Yeah, uh, and like I think I've talked about this on the show a couple of times, but like that's where I started. And if it wasn't for Big E and the tournaments that he runs over there, I would for certain not be here right now, um, running the show. I mean, and ta- being a part of the FGC. Uh, so I and I find it bizarre too. And I don't know if it's if it's necessarily like a quality of life type of thing when it comes to his tournaments or if it's something else. But from what I saw, I think the only tour that is part of his four, he has four tournaments throughout the year 
uh, it's Winter Brawl, NEC, Summer Jam, and now April Annihilation. The only tournament that is getting tour support of his is April Annihilation with Street Fighter. I think it's a ranking event, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we don't know about uh, the full Tekken uh, schedule. That is true. They did, an, they did announce that uh, the first event would be Tokyo Tekken Masters in April mm-hmm. uh, for the Tekken World Tour. So we know Final Round isn't part of that tour either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just find it interesting. And again, like, I don't know the logistics. I don't know what's happening. I just, it's sad to not see the East Coast represented in that way with these tournaments. Yeah, because now that I'm looking at this, uh, and this was another point of discussion, there are no East Coast tournaments. And I mean, I guess you could argue that, you know, Orlando kind of is technically East Coast, but not really. You, you've got two in the Southeast in uh, CEO. Uh, but you have nothing on the West. Yep. Uh, there's one other big uh, event that's missing. Oh, there's no Evo. There's no Evo. Oh, shit. Well, I... And here's the interesting part. Uh, if you look at the Soul Calibur World Tour website uh, and the uh, points grid that they put out before this, uh, before this event, uh, both of them make reference to Edge Master Plus events, which would be a tier above uh, the Edge Master events. What's you the... would assume that would be Evo. But now that the schedule's out, no Evo. So I'm wondering if something fell apart in discussions, uh, if they got word that maybe Soul Calibur's not going to be there. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, we, I, we weren't on the inside. Yeah, somebody else brings up a good point in chat, uh, Greetings Mortal, is that they can't announce that they're going to be at Evo before Evo announces they're going to be at Evo. So maybe that's it. You could say that we'll either be official or we'll run a side game. I don't think... I don't think it's impossible to say we'll have some sort of presence no matter what. Yeah. I, I don't think that would necessarily harm them or or do harm to Evo in terms of excitement for their announcement. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that was a good point of discussion that, you know, uh, there are some <clears> – excuse me. Uh, and especially since last week we did talk about, you know, the allure of a pro tour – being at your tournament and seeing how uh, there are some tournaments that are unfortunately getting uh, no support when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, look, I envy no one when it comes to designing a pro tour or designing a tournament. So I can't even fathom the logistics. And I don't use that word as a meme. Uh, I can't even fathom the logistics of what they go through to put that shit together. Speaking of putting things together. Hi, Efren. Hello, Efren. 19 months in a row. Big the mix. legend. The myth. The legend. Everyone uh, throw out some BOV Hawks. Yep. Everybody everybody show. BOV Hawks. What? Hey. I just want to make sure I enunciate properly. Why did it sound like you said BOV <sighs> Hawks? Hawks. It, it sounded like something a little different. This awkward it it got a little weird. It got a little weird. I'm not going to lie. I like it. Uh, but alongside the uh, announcement of the Soul Calibur World Tour, we also got a little announcement of a little thing we've all been waiting for from Soul Calibur. And it came after a ridiculous amount of teasing and saying we weren't going to do it. 
but uh, we finally got our Homaru gameplay trailer. That stage looks. How's she looking? Good. I don't know. Why don't you watch the stream? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. God, you're such a dick. You're a. Efren was never like this. Yeah, well, you're a dick. Nice. I was trying to come up with another, but yeah, whatever. Either way, look at this shit. <laughs> Does your back hurt from carrying something, or because you're old, Efren? He looks so good. I, I, I am impressed with how much his Sam shown is is coming through in this. You know, in this obviously the art styles are a little different uh, between the games, but he he definitely feels like he he doesn't feel like a um like a Soul Calibur character cosplaying as a Sam show character. He sure. feels like a Sam show character. Well, here comes the final little thing to do. It's my favorite part. And they're talking some shit. I hate his voice. <laughs> Good shit. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy how... Like, we were talking about how that crew over at Bandai Namco has done such a great job of bringing crossover characters and making them be true to form. And I think... Uh, this character is no exception to that. Uh, Homer looks fucking amazing, and I cannot wait to play him in Soul Calibur. With that said, there was something I feel that was a little tone deaf, and I'm not sure if it was meant to be said or if it was meant to be as tone deaf as it came out. But uh, when Okubo just said, "I ah, just practice him in Sam Show, and then you get him later," it's like, come on, man, stop it. Anyway, <laughs> just wanted to bring that up as well. Uh, and while we're, oh, do we have any other? Thoughts on Homeru coming to Soul Calibur in a couple months? He looks good. Right? Say what you will. Uh, Bamco has made these characters look good um, in both Tekken and uh, Sam, or Tekken and Sam Show. Tekken and Soul Cal. Yep. So <laughs> well, I can talk. I swear. Well, I mean, Sam Show character is Soul Cal. It's hard to say. Uh, speaking of Sam's show, <laughs> damn it! Are you getting me fucking? This Almost got gotcha. you. <laughs> Almost got gotcha. you. Speaking of Sam's show, uh, they also announced some crazy shit, right? Check this shit out. Yeah, uh, season two pass is coming, and it it looks so pretty. You got the beautiful soccer leaves, and then the uh, underlying blood. So th that contrast is there. Um, but you've got a few popular characters returning. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to turn on the audio. There we go. Okay. Uh, Iroha is definitely a popular character for a couple reasons. That's the best joke I got. I'm sorry. Season pass two. Uh, you know what's crazy that I forgot about? It's that season one was yeah if you if you uh downloaded it early or like right after launch yeah it was really good deal really good way to get people in the door oh did that say february yeah oh, so mina will be next month oh dang this guy forget his name 
Oh, so get to. Yeah. Anyway, no date for that guy, though. Sad times. Oh, that will be later. Is this and then you've three? got... No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. But you've got Ira that everybody loves for a couple reasons. I'm making that joke again. What? Side boobs? Core values? Oh, this. values. Oh, they didn't show the last person. He's a secret. Nah, they got me. Now I want to know. Who? Do you think it's going to be a crossover character? Terry Bogart? You know, our... Leroy. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the Photoshop of Leroy being the second or the fourth character in this, and yeah. the third and fourth character in uh, Soul Calibur? That's funny, <laughs> that would though. be really funny. Oh, man. Leroy's such a good design, though. But he, he looks so cool. Look, that character he looks so cool. That character is also a hell of a lot of fun to play. And since we are talking about Leroy, uh, we should talk about the fact that they did release. Uh, oh, actually, first of all, Sam Show season two starting in February. Uh, go get that shit if you're so interested in it. Um, but uh, another big thing that happened is Tekken released a patch today. Uh, no. Give me a moment while I pull this up because we do have some patch notes. So yeah, each hit, character stall, stall. So each move got a little uh, discussion description of what got changed. I don't think any character had more than one move change, aside from Leroy, mm-hmm. who got hit with. Uh, changes on i want to say 12 to 15 of his moves well we can look at it here um so here's the sitch uh these are the patch notes the change list uh you can check these out at the um bandai namco website uh, for tekken uh now the thing that we can gather from these is uh leroy the big thing that they changed is just his damage right and then a couple of moves are less plus on block and such uh so the thing I think we can glean from this is that they're happy with how they designed Leroy, and he's playing the way they want him to. They just need him to <clears throat> be a little bit more tame when it comes to uh, damage, right? Well, they the the Tekken community widely isn't okay with how tame the uh, the balance patch has been on Leroy. They don't think that it's going to do all that much to actually nerf him in the way that he needs to be. And, you know, if he's making six of the top eight spots at Evo Japan, I think they already have a pretty strong case because that kind of thing doesn't happen like this, you know, that very often. Uh, but Michael Murray followed up on this and let people know that the uh, – well, I'll just read you what his tweet was. Wait, he said, wait, wait. Okay, go for it. God, you're a power-hungry tie. Do you play Dictator? No, I was pulling it up so that the people at home could fucking read it. Oh, I see. Like some people have guessed, these patch notes, referring to the patch that just came out, were planned way before EVO Japan and are just the first round of changes. More on the way. Honestly, a more thorough patch is planned with Fakumram. But uh, Harada and I are trying to speed it up. So there's, while nothing's been said directly, there is implication that, uh, and and very much a chance, that Leroy will be further nerfed. Uh, So Tekken players, keep your pants on, it'll be okay. And they're trying to get to it fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Eventually it will be okay. But until that patch drops, is this enough to 
to make Leroy not top one with, you know, daylight between him and number two. I don't know. I don't know. You know, even even the even some of the bigger changes, uh, or at least the ones that look bigger, like uh, his stick going from what was it, uh, plus seven to minus eight on block. Let's see. Yep, plus eight to minus seven. Plus eight to minus seven. So I got that uh, first. It's still more or less safe. Yep. Well, I mean, it's meant so, to be because that's one of those yeah, moves where you, you can you only lose use your it once. turn. Yeah. Yeah. You lose your turn, but it's still not punishable. It's still. Uh, yep. The one, the one change that worries me is uh, this one right here. Uh, up forward, 3 plus 4, 1 plus 2. Uh, change the opponent's behavior when hit midair. Um, the reason I say this is worrying me slightly is because this is kind of like the ender for a majority of his combos. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this uh, and how this is going to play out. And I guess this is something that we'll have to look – I'll have to look at right after the show because I'm going to go play it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the big issues were essentially just down one plus two, which is right up here. Uh, oh, wait. Did they not nerf down one plus two? Because down one plus two is the, mo- is the mid – that everyone was using uh, and is plus on block and is crazy. Uh, so it looks like they didn't really do much with it. Okay, well, he lives to fight another day. Uh, I joke. But, um, you know, I, I feel like the nerf to his damage is definitely warranted because, yeah, he does, like, just shit damage. I was going to try to find a more elegant word, but I couldn't find it. Um, but the design of the character, I feel like, is what's causing a lot of issues because he's supposed to be this character that's like parrying moves left and right is avoiding moves left and right and that's how people are playing him but nobody knows how to deal with it yet right so i feel like it's going to be one of those things where no amount of nerfing or buffing anything at this point is going to change the outlook on this character until people start finding ways around how this character plays yeah, Evo Japan is coming out, especially with Street Fighter, but this is fairly true for Tekken as well. It's like right after the end of the year where a lot of major tournament uh, um, you know, circuits ended. And so people have been in an exploratory phase and they haven't really fleshed out um, everything that there is about the game. So even though it was a really big event and such, it's not on an official tour, which in today's climate makes people feel like a little bit like, eh, maybe I can explore a little bit. Maybe this, uh, you know, the stakes aren't quite as high. And especially if they're in like an earlier excavation phase of a game and in like a new patch or with new characters and such, they might be taking some chances that they wouldn't normally take. So that's something you do have to factor in when you look at these games right now. Man, another move that I'm actually shocked they didn't touch was back one. Back one for Leroy is a move where if it hits counter hit, it does 50 damage free. Like you don't have to do anything. You just have to hit him counter hit. Um, and that went untouched. <laughs> so I'm curious to see how that's going to be received. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to know how this is going to play out until we study the character more. I think that's all that it well, is. Really. We did, you know, we have seen this before because if you remember not too long ago, remember Dr. Cup, Mm-hmm. Where we had six Akumas in top eight, yep. and there was a patch right after that 
where Akuma had his uh, meter game nerfed, Mm -hmm. where, you know, he's still doing the exact same things he was doing before. He just can't do them with quite the same frequency. Yep. Um, Obviously, Leroy, they can't do it. They can't nerf him in that way. So it's still a matter of, you know, how do you do it in a way where you still keep the character as he is, you know, stylistically without necessarily uh, and still bring him back down to the rest of the pack? I don't know if this patch does enough to do that. I think that I think they're on the right path with that said, but I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go on. Well, no, I mean, that's fair. Like, even if he's on the right path, you know, it still means that he's not going to get, he's still going to be ahead of the rest of the cast until the next patch comes out. Yep. But uh, actually, I think what they did is exactly what you're describing, right? Because all they did basically is tone down the damage and like a couple of uh, uh, frame data tweaks here and there just to make him a little more subdued. Right, because like, look, uh, I'm even looking at uh, yeah, up forward four, which is his hop kick. Uh, they changed the frame advantage from minus three to minus eight. Again, not punishable. Well, sometimes punishable depending on the character, but maybe even that's still really hard depending on the spacing. Um, yeah, it's just not as plus as it used to be. Same thing with the cane, right? Uh, and same thing with a bunch of these other moves, like his uh, down, down two four, uh, got changed from zero plus zero to minus two. So. I think they're on the right path where they're just – he's still able to do the same thing, but it doesn't do as much damage. So he has to work a little bit harder after getting the stuff that he gets. So so here's my here's my wonder. Wait, what did now, I say? Did I not call it an orbital? I thought I did. Either way. Here, here's my – here's my wonder. Do you think that – if you'd rather, if you have a choice of either underbuffing or, or under nerfing or over nerfing, where you have, where you start with this character who's way ahead of the pack, would you rather a developer come in with more subtle changes that might not get him all the way back to the rest of the pack, or would you rather come with, you know, have him hit that character hard at the risk of maybe over nerfing the character? Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I totally meant orbital. I'm sorry, I said hop kick. Uh, even though they both kind of serve the same purpose. Anyway, uh, I feel like so. In the great grand scheme of things, outside of the competitive circuit, none of that matters. In the great grand scheme of things, inside the competitive circuit, it depends, right? Because right now we're in the lull between seasons, so I feel like they have time to figure this out, and if they have to do it incrementally so be it, right? Not to just make people feel like they have to abandon a character, right? Which is basically what happens anytime somebody gets nerfed. Look at Geese. That dude got nerfed, nobody plays him anymore. I mean, a few people still do, and of course you're still going to have that, but I feel like the majority of people who were playing him now don't. I feel like he's still one of the best in the game. Could be. Like top 10, top 15. Could be, but even the fact that like he got hit slightly hard with the nerf hammer, like people just abandon ship. So I feel like doing it incrementally is the way to go, personally. Now, this obviously is a matter of opinion, and you can argue that doing it all at once uh, makes it better so that people can study up for for the tour and that uh, they can also uh, bring them back up should they 
over nerf him. Blah blah blah. The the counterpoint I might make to that is you have to remember that you know the tournament players aren't the only players there. Mm-hmm. You know if you have this perception, it, you know even if it's the perception of one character being so much stronger. That affects everybody playing the game. Yep. Not just the subsection that focuses on, that watches us, that watches CPT, that watches Tekken World Tour. So you have to make sure that those fans, the, the people who aren't necessarily the diehard tournament fans, but still the tech, still fans of Tekken, you know, you got to make sure that they're taken care of as well. Mm-hmm. There's another thing, too. Uh, this is just an opinion that I heard, and it could be true, could not be true. Ultimately, I don't think it matters if it is true or not true. Uh, there are a couple of people speculating that they did this on purpose to create like a little bit of a supervillain for Tekken to generate discussion. I, no, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I'm not so inclined to believe that. Um, I would be inclined to believe that uh, when a when a DLC character comes out, they're more apt to make him a strong character mm-hmm. to make sure that people you know people are interested in buying in picking him up. You know, throwing the few bucks their way to uh, to add him to their their, their roster. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't necessarily think that they would uh, need a villain, so to speak. You know, they have so much momentum uh, through. Yeah, throughout the entirety of 2019 with the Tekken World Tour and the quality of events, the hype that the matches have brought. I don't think they necessarily need to do something like that uh, to generate discussion. And 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 I think they know that. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think that would be... I, I don't see that as a possibility. Yep. Uh, I think at the end of the day, the lesson that we can glean here is that Leroy just wants peace and he knows his heart is true. But uh, he's fighting for the greater good. Yep, fight f- to even up the score. Fight for the neighborhood. Fight to get yeah. your just rewards. Not great writing uh, and music, but you know, here, here, here's my question. Yes, will that song get released as a single before President of the World? It hasn't already. Both of those. President of the World is still not out. Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> Uh, I I am willing to throw money at you, Capcom. Let me buy the song. Look, uh, somebody is calling me out on saying that the song is great. The song is great, but you got to admit, trying to rhyme rewards with the score, not great. (laughs) Uh, That's an Eminem rhyme for sure. I don't know. it's, It's a loose one. It's a loose one. Um... But yeah, so that's Tekken in a nutshell. So go play the new patch that released today. Uh, speaking of releases, uh, today is the first day that people can play Joker in MK11. True. Uh, yeah, he looks actually pretty interesting. I've been watching uh, like the gameplay trailers and such and the different ways that you can play him. Uh, maybe, I mean, that's all pretty cool. And he almost makes me want to jump back into the game and at least explore him. It's kind of a mountain to climb, so I don't know if I'm actually going to do that. Mm-hmm. But... Joker's been in the fighting game space for a little while now. 
starting all the way back with, well, maybe even before this, but everyone recently remembers him being in a Mortal Kombat versus a DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's been in the Injustice titles. And now, though, he's always been in T-rated games. And the Joker has that super dark, the killing joke side of him yep. that finally can be explored. And I think there's a significant part of that that we're sort of realizing now. I'm sure a lot of people were thinking about it beforehand. But this didn't really resonate with me until I was starting to see him actually blow people's heads up and get ripped apart himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the Joker that you almost never see, but you know exists. In every single iteration of Batman, you know he's this horrible, gruesome, murderous clown. But because the, just the subject matter is usually not R-rated, you kind of have to... He's always just like done it from like you know off camera or in the background or, or something along those lines. But now it's just up in your face. Like one of his intros, he like cuts his thumb along this big old knife and gives himself the smile. Mm-hmm. And even just that, it's it's fun, sure. But you're almost like, this is a little bit too dark. Like I don't even know if I want to explore the Joker this deep because we all know how chaotically dark the Joker gets. So to have him in MK11, an M-rated game that's just as gory as any other one out there, is uh, pretty interesting, and I think now that I uh, I think about it, I think it's a good call. I wasn't as excited when they first revealed that he was going to be there because he was sandwiched with like Terminator and other characters, and we'd seen him before. But it makes a lot of sense to have that character in this M-rated game. Yep, and uh, yeah, no, and to add to that too, uh, some of his strings involves him getting somebody in a wheelchair and throwing them. <laughs> at it's a little dummy of uh yeah he's got a couple of them where it's just like yeah. a dummy with a bag on its head and that that character like just the henchman dies every time yep and there's like you know a henchman who or even like a hostage that he ties up and ties a bomb to and has <laughs> go forward shit's fucking great uh i will say this i was watching flow a little bit uh before the stream started i was watching him uh explore that character a little bit something worries me about this new mortal Kombat, and i think it's something that's been worrying me about the new stuff that's coming with Guilty Gear and the new stuff that came with Street Fighter. It feels like there's stuff in there that's supposed to be super fun and super amazing, but you can't do it. Right? Like, like what? There's a string that he has that pops the person up, and it looks like it's going to be one of those where like you can then like do another string into a special move. But it doesn't. You don't, it doesn't give you enough time to recover by the time they hit the ground again. And... You know, like stuff like that where you can have like that little bit of creativity to where you can, uh, you know, come up with something a little bit like something a little bit different that you can add to uh, that hit confirm uh, is not there. And well, especially with his jack in the box and I think also his fire dump, those have some like legitimate pop up moves that you can take. His, His third variation is all about combos and I think you can get a lot of stuff there where you pop him up and just keep him juggled and from like a distance because he's got those boxing gloves. But he has a handful of moves that do put the opponent in the air where he can juggle them further with mm-hmm. those traditional like Mortal Kombat air juggles. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, It's just one of those things where uh, I can't remember what the exact string was, but it, it's one of those things that it looks like it should work, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, that's one of those things that's like, oh man, if only. Makes me wonder what if. Uh <laughs> And speaking of Guilty Gear, actually, uh, we don't have this on the dock, but this is definitely a talking point. Have you guys seen the Air Dash that was in the Evo Japan build for Guilty Gear? 
I have not seen anything out of uh, Evo Japan yet. So, so a lot of people are very worried about the new Guilty Gear now. Uh, the That's air slower, dash, right? The air dash is you jump. I think they showed it with May, so I don't know if it's a May only thing or if everybody has it. But May jumps, and then she sits in the air for what feels like thirty minutes, but I'm sure is probably like maybe ten frames or something. And she stands on a seal, and then just goes boop. <laughs> like it just looks like it's a little hop forward. Uh, that has a lot of people worried because one of the big trademarks of Guilty Gear in general, not just Exert, but in Guilty Gear and anime games, is the air dash. Right? They're called air dashes, and it looks like the air dash is hella neutered. So a lot of people are very worried about that, myself included. Uh, so I can only hope it was like an experimental thing that they were trying to see if they could make work. But man, it just looked really sad. I really wish I had that clip, but I didn't save it like a big dummy. Now you say something, Steve. I say something. And then you say um, something, John. Check one, two. I don't see the stream on my chat, my Twitch well, app. Well, you can suck it. Did I start the right stream? It, it is back. I okay. okay. I Stop making me worry, John. Jeez. All right, now I got to fix this. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so some people are worried about the fact that those air dashes are not looking so great. And it might be one of those, like, they tried it situations, and then that's all the last we'll ever see of those terrible air dashes. And, or it might be something else. Who knows? You feel me? It's it. It feels like... How do I put this? This is sort of getting into the core of what the people who are worried about this new Guilty Gear are worried about. Yep. Yeah, they want it. It, it. it feels like there are ways to simplify, but this feels like if, if this is the change, if, if you know, because we don't know if this is permanent or something for that they're testing out in the test location that might get reverted. It's just, it, it feels like to gonna have a field day with this. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's one of those things where the game isn't even out. It might not even be a thing we need to worry about. Oh God damn it! Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and you know, that's kind of the that's kind of the big thing with location tests, right? That's an excuse for you to try something new. So. And see what the feedback is. So, uh, thank, I thank you for giving me those extra two pixels. You're welcome. I really. Appreciate it. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> uh, whoops. Uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, speaking of which, it's like, again, we we do have to just remember that it was a location test. So, there. I think that's fixed. Um, but yes, you know. Uh, and I think the fact that. The transition from Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5 was a hard one. The transition from MKX to MK11 was a hard one. And now we're looking into this again where the, it looks like the transition to from Exert to Strive is going to be a hard one. To, like Just because of like the different feel, right? So, I don't know. I feel like me, my, myself, on a personal opinion, I'm getting worried that we're headed in the wrong direction when it comes to simplifying games so that more people play them. 
That's been a conversation we've been having for the last like four years, isn't yep. it? Yep, and it, and that's exactly what I mean. It's like when we experienced it from Street Fighter four to five, it was like, oh boy. Granted, now that the game is fleshed out, Street Fighter five does not feel as stale as we thought it would, right? I think, yeah, and the people were saying that in the transition between Street Fighter three and Street Fighter four, and there might be some nuggets of truth to that for sure. There's got to be some truth to that, but at the same time. I think that it's a little bit unnuanced to approach it and say that if it's dumbed down in a certain way, then that makes it, it then that's for sure going to lead to it being a watered down experience overall. Um, there's something to be said uh, that it's the approach you have to take to the game that changes. Maybe your reaction times are not what's important this time around or your footsies aren't exactly what's important this time around, but your like battle strategy is. And then some people adhere to that as something uh, worth exploring in the competitive space. And I don't know exactly where I get off personally on this because I, 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 I've had a lot of issues with Street Fighter V as compared to four. But as I look at it in the bigger picture, I think that there are similar problems that other games have. And then we look back at other games with rose-colored glasses and and critique the ones that are currently in front of us. I saw a lot of people talking a lot of smack about Street Fighter Four when that was the main game. And then I find myself saying some similar things now as a Street Fighter Four player that, you know, has jumped into Street Fighter Five. So and and given that we've been having that conversation for four and you maybe ten years now, I think that there's more to it than than just the simple kind of standard conversation that tends to come up when we talk about that. Yeah, no, and you're and absolutely I- right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What I was going to say is I think I think the approach has been wrong, not necessarily in terms of simplifying games or making it easier, getting rid of some of the more uh, intimidating things. But I feel like a lot of these developers are, say, are saying, okay, we're going to make it simpler and then not do, change anything else. I feel like... Mm. And I've said this before. This is part of the reason why I always re- recommend Skullgirls to new players, even though that game is so complex and it throws a lot at you. Mm-hmm. It does a better job of teaching you the game, teaching you what you want to do than most uh, AAA fighting game titles do. And that's where I feel they, they fall short. Yep. It's not that, it. yeah, it's not that, you know, just that the moves are too hard. That's certainly. Uh, a thing for some people, but we have to games have to do a good job of teaching players why they want to do because it's all one on one strategy. So you, so you, and you're creating the rules of the game. It's not like someone's coming in, uh, picking up a copy of Madden. You know, they can watch football. For, uh, they can watch NFL to figure out what they can and can't do in the game. You're creating this this game world from scratch you're creating the rules of the game from scratch so there needs to be some sort of uh teaching of strategy mm-hmm. involved that i think mm-hmm. a lot of these uh top line developers are missing yep and that's 100 yeah and at the end of the day that's what accessibility means right because look at I it's think... one component of accessibility when it's said you know and that's that's a huge very important part of it but it's one component of it Right, but look at Street Fighter V, for example. Uh, it seems like it's a simpler game, but when it comes down to it, it's equally as complex in other ways, right? Exactly. Uh, and yeah. when somebody new picks up the game and tries to fight somebody who's been playing it for a while, they're going to get fucked, and they're not going to understand why. So giving 
people and granted i mean this again gets down to you can't like one of the so i was a teacher before i moved here to austin one of the biggest things that i've learned is you cannot make somebody learn something that they don't want to learn right that's ultimately the bottom line is if somebody's not interested they're not going to put any effort to it and it's not going to happen or if they're not willing to put in the work it's not going to happen right so at the end of the day this is all a voluntary thing that somebody has to say, hey, I want to get better at this and then go through with it, right? Uh, and giving people the opportunity to do that is extremely important, right? Especially now that the competitive scene has a lot more eyes on it than it has in the past. And, you know, these games, and there are people that are starting to make a living off of this by traveling and winning tournaments and all this other stuff to the point where this was, like, this was something that nobody thought it would be a thing like 20 years ago. Uh, so <laughs> somebody says bullshit. I learned algebra too. I know, but that's because we had to, uh, SATs standardized testing sucks. Uh, so at the end of the day, you know, we could, we could even have like a street fighter six or a Tekken eight where every facet of the game can be learned, but you know, if somebody's not going to be willing to put in the time, then they're not going to learn. Uh, and that's, I think where the developers are coming from, where it's like, oh, if you just make the game simpler so that they can learn on their own, then it'll be fine. Um, and again, that's a hard, again, I'm not a game developer. I've never designed anything. So I don't envy anybody that has to do that, especially in a fighting game, because that shit's fucking hard to do, especially to balance everything and making sure everybody feels fair. That shit's fucked up. I would not want that job. Uh, and I applaud everybody that has done that. Oh, With that I said. I think that's about our, yeah, our time there. It, we are at the 7.30 slot. So that means that Ultra Chan is going to start. I, mean, I honestly thought, I genuinely thought the evil reveal was tonight. <laughs> that, Get Rex like, Scrub. Complete oh. mindfuck. Sorry, y'all. No Tuesday show again tonight while James is still on vacation after Evo Japan. We'll be back to our normal schedule next week. Okay, well, fuck. Let's finish out these uh, other uh, topics I, we have. I have a company coming over. Okay, then you can go. I'm going to finish out these topics. Even I also have company coming. Okay, I'm going to finish out these topics by myself. Then y'all can leave. <laughs> All right. It'll be fine. Uh, we'll guys. make it happen. Goodbye. Well, well, we've got one left. Yes. Well, yeah, we got one left. And since John left, he can't do his. So it's okay. John, you can leave. Uh, <laughs> so big... Announcement from uh, Nasser is that Nasser has now signed Bilal. Oh my God, Steve! <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Nasser signed Bilal, so Bilal is now uh, Bilal is now a sponsored player and will be attending more tournaments in the near future. Yeah, so, so um, big congratulations. He was signed with Fate for this uh, previous year, uh, but now joins that uh, Middle Eastern powerhouse. Uh, the squad that also has Tekken Master in its ranks, even though he is not a master of Tekken. He's very good at Tekken, mm -hmm. but Tekken Master is not known for Tekken. He's known for Mortal Kombat 10. And for making yes. Sonic Fox take off his hat for the first time ever. Yes. I'm not hat. I don't know what you call it. I'm sorry. As well as... Uh, Hood? Uh, Angry Bird and Big Bird. Yeah, Angry Bird and Big Bird. Man, Middle East doing some work. Middle East doing some yeah. work. Uh, you, you've got, you know, eSports, uh, this gets sort of a little political, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's, you know, 
people are seeing esports as in a similar way that they see sports, um, athletic sports now, um, where government governments would actually put uh, resources toward it and say, hey, this is important. So now you're seeing, you know, more of these efforts in more of these countries, not just in the Middle East. Yep. But um, Middle East, you saw the uh, what Saudi Arabia has done, uh, the partnership with uh, Jesu to try and get the, that uh Cross that international competition going. Yep. Uh, you know, you have more and more opportunities if you're in Pakistan, if you're UAE, uh, to go and compete. So it's good to see uh, more players get the opportunity to show what they've got on the great stage because fighting games really are a global language. They really are something mm-hmm. so great. Um, someone asked about the official USDOA. We haven't had an official U.S. DOA tournament, but we have had the Army sponsor Street Fighter tournaments. Yep. Um, Mike was has actually commentated several of those. Yep. So it's not just other countries; it's countries doing it as well. Yep. Fighting or esports are seen as a gateway to talk to the youth. Yep. And spread whatever message uh, they feel like spreading. Yeah. No. And to the point where I think. There are some scholarships being handed out to esports players for school, uh, for yeah, college. So more, more and more schools are starting to uh, um, either offer uh, scholarships for esports themselves or offer classes in esports business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a friend who so. took a tournament class, how to run a tournament. Shit's yeah, wild. It's... We're living in the future. The world is changing. Yep. All right. I just wanted to stay on the line a little bit more because uh, I don't want to go home yet, even though I am home. Uh, but this has been this week's episode of Best of Five. Thank you all for hanging in there. I'm sorry for the computer issues. Uh, I thought I had fixed it, but apparently I have not. It's an ND sys or NDSIS error that I need to figure out. So if anybody knows anything about that, send me a message. That's my Twitter. My DMs are open, I believe. Um but yeah, this has been Best of Fives. I've been Elon. Best of Fives, I said. Uh, this guy in the background of the Balrog stage has been John, in case you didn't know. Uh, and all the way on the end there is the main squeeze, Ace King offsuit, Jurek. Thank you for joining us, and we will be back. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. Good night, Canada. I forgot to rewind it again. <laughs>